And he says, I want you to create a college from scratch. And I'm sitting there like, okay. He's like, yeah, he said, you need to get prepared. He said, so I want you to go home. You got two weeks and I want you to (laughs) write up this college. Um, And it couldn't just be imaginary. I had to find land. I had to do the the P&L statements. I had to put the marketing plan together. I had to put student affairs and things I didn't even know about a college. But I had to build this whole plan and turn it into um, uh, the week prior to graduation, which was May 8th or May 5th, that Saturday. And so I'm like, are you serious? He was like, yeah. I'm like, why? And he goes, because you're going to be a college president one day. You need to start thinking like a president. Welcome to Drop the Disc. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to this episode of the Drop the Disc podcast. We really appreciate it. Today, we have a much anticipated episode with Dr. Jermaine Whirl, the unexpectedly young president of Augusta Technical College. You cannot become a dean after three years. He said, that, that's, he said, that doesn't, doesn't happen. And I said, no, I'm going to become a dean in three years. And when I tell you we're talking all things Augusta Tech, I think that the amount that they're involved in the community might surprise you. Anything economic development, we're at, we're at the table at some point. And this is a college with a ton of optimism about their future. And nobody's doing this in the country. Nobody. And Dr. World dropped some gems that you may not know about the college. If you don't remember anything else that I said say today, remember this. Thank you so much for tuning into the Drop the Disc podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, leave us a rating or review wherever you listen. We really appreciate it and it helps us grow. This show, just like every Drop the Disc podcast episode, is presented by Nancy Powell of Powell and Associates. And let me just say, as somebody currently working with Nancy, she is dealing with so much in this real estate market right now especially working with somebody like me who can be a little bit difficult, but she is always there answering the phone, giving me advice, calling me, making negotiations for us, and always having our best interest at heart. If you're interested in real estate, Nancy Powell is the person to talk to at Powell & Associates. You can find them at powellpropertypros.com. It's just another day on the road to be great. Got a list full of goals and so much on my plate. Another episode of my life to the date. Yeah, and I'ma do it all with a smile on my face. In the land of the free, at yeah, the home of the brave. The only way you grow is if you learn from mistakes. And never stop the hustle, gotta keep up the pace. I ain't got time to waste. I got moves I'ma make. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the topic is. We gon' talk about it on Drop the Disc. We can dive in on city politics. Or I can brag about my accomplishments If you hating on the city, it is not a fin Problem is that you're probably lacking common sense Augusta got so much talent that'll make it big And you gon' see and hear it first, don't drop the disc Ay. Learn a lot about the 706 About to chop it up with David and Chris A lot of interviews you would hate to miss AUG in the mix, just drop the disc uh. Learn a lot about the 706 to chop it up with David and Chris A lot of interviews you would hate to miss AG in the mix, just drop the disc And our intro song is written and performed by Seelark Check him out wherever you find your music at c.lark Hey guys, I'm Chris Hey guys, I'm David We are Drop the Disc Podcast uh, We are here about to interview yet another 
president of a university or yeah, a college. Yeah, this is a theme. Is this a yeah. theme that we're doing right now? Education? I mean, I mean, we've been trying to do presidents of the colleges in the system for years, and now we just get them all at once. It's true. Very <laughs> exciting. Um, so today we're here with... Dr. Jermaine World, president of Augusta Technical College. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. Oh, glad to do it. Exciting time. So we're going to take some time. We're going to go into your personal history. We're going to talk about... Um, the, the elephant in the room, the fact that you're from Greenville. Um, and uh, we'll also talk about, you know, what you've been doing since you've come to Augusta, uh, to Augusta for Augusta Tech um, and kind of the future plans that you have for it. If you could give us maybe like a 30-second overview of, of maybe what we can expect here, we'll just dive right into it afterwards. Yeah, well, you know, just talking a little bit about my background, um, talking about my experiences in higher education uh, and then specifically uh, getting into the weeds of Augusta Tech and, and what we're doing here in the community. So I think uh, we covered those three things. We'll have a, a great day and a great podcast. Here. Can I, I just want to go at the other elephant in the room is on LinkedIn, everybody's raging and raving about you, but it's all around how old you are. How old are you? 36. I'll be 37 in August. That's very exciting. Very to see cool. Some new leadership. <laughs> yes. Very exciting. Absolutely. <clears throat> So let's wind the clock all the way back. We'll go back 37 years. And, <laughs> you know, I've kind of hinted you're not from Augusta. So I guess, can you kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, where you came from and, and how you came to be here? Absolutely. So my hometown is Charleston, South Carolina. I actually grew up on James Island, about 10 minutes from Folly Beach. I'm a beach kid. Man, uh, love that. What a life. Yeah. Great, great life. Um, both parents, college educated. And I tell folks that the unique piece for me is... Uh, my parents actually met at a technical college in oh. 1974. So they met in a speech class. Um, my mother was working on a degree uh, to work in criminal justice and then eventually healthcare. And then my dad was wanting to start his own company after the military. Uh, so they met in 74. And then, of course, I was born a few years later. But I think the cool thing about that experience is that they both were tech grads. Uh, my mm -hmm. dad went on to pursue. He got a bachelor's degree in accounting from Charleston Southern years later. And he opened up his own general contracting company, a tax company, the truck driving business. So he's been pretty entrepreneurial. Wow. And my mother had a 36-year career um, in the hospital system. But I say that to say the reason why this is so important for me as an individual, um, I remember growing up, this is mid-80s, uh, when, when my parents got married, we were living in a one-bedroom house. This is pre-them graduating. Uh, once they had earned their college credentials from Trident Tech, we moved to a four-bedroom house. Just the income that they were able to make, the lifestyle that we were able to have. I mean, we were shopping at Goodwill. Now we're shopping at Sears and J.C.'s Pennies. You know, we were able to afford things, you know, video games and Nintendo and Sega. And, I mean, it was really a, a pretty cool time. But I, I give a lot of that credit back to the education from a technical college that they received. Mm -hmm. And so from a young age, I always had a um, – an awareness of what tech ed can do uh, and the skills gaps that are in our community. Fast forwarding, fast forwarding on, um, I went to public schools in Charleston County uh, and actually went to an academic magnet school, um, which was a vocationally based high school uh, focused on all the skilled trades. So and similar the, in the tech field. Very similar. Um, was called Gordon H. Um, Garrett Academy and uh, actually got the major in marketing uh, and hospitality because that obviously one of the biggest industries in Charleston mm -hmm, and true. Yeah. that opportunity got me the first internship at Rick Kendrick BMW. So did uh, marketing for them as an intern. Uh, they offered me a full-time gig after college. 
Uh, and then secondly, also worked at Kiowa Island, um, working at the beach club and working on the golf course. So I got to you got the high networking, school, got the networking, yep. uh, got to meet Dan Marino. He used to always come Very down there. No cool. kidding. Uh, cool, cool guy. Go Love Dolphins. him to death. Uh, Michael Jordan had a home down there. So it, it was pretty cool to see celebrities, but also, you know, I'm 16, 17, getting to experience the business side of, of right. um, work. And so. Uh, my intent was to go to college. I did technical college, but I also went and got a four-year degree uh, at Winthrop University in economics. Uh, I initially went there to, to do marketing, uh, to work for Rick Kendrick. So Rick Kendrick basically said, go to get a four-year degree. We're going to hire you to be a sales manager, a GM, to run our car dealerships. Uh, and then fell in love with economics out of all the things you can take, right? <laughs> uh, and then wanted to become an economist. Graduated early with my econ degree. Um, really wanted to be an economist and work in the banking system. Unfortunately, didn't get any interviews after high, uh, yeah. after college graduation. And so um, a good friend of mine just said, hey, you're sitting at home. I decided to work on my MBA at night and kind of try to find a job during the day. Mm-hmm. And I uh, got a cool job working at a, um, a group home, DSS Custody Kids, which is mostly for social work, you know, right. graduates. And so right. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm not qualified. I'm just letting <laughs> you know. You sure? And I applied, got the job, didn't even know what the job was when I got there. And uh, they were like, hey, give you 30 grand and your job is to help these kids in DSS custody get from the the system into college, career, or military. And I was like, okay, cool, I can can do that. So did that. And then during that time, again, I was working on my MBA at night, still wanting to pursue banking and economics. I hired a a retired two-year college professor from California to do tutoring for our, our kids, our clients. And, uh, and he was the guy that said, man, you're good at teaching. You need to think about teaching at a two-year college. And again, it wasn't really on my radar to do so. And so for about a whole year, um, I was working on my MBA. Every day he would say the same things like, you need to think about teaching. You got wow. a knack for this. And so I was like, okay, cool. And he talked me into it. So fast forwarding, um, again, I started my MBA, worked there in February, uh, graduated the following May. At that point, I made up my mind I want to you know, pursue higher education be a two-year college professor, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but in terms of presidency, still was not necessarily on my radar. Yeah. Again, I'm 22, 23, graduating <laughs> in 23 in that August. So I get a call from the president of the university at the time, Jerry Hunter. I was in his capstone class. I just turned my thesis, and I'm like, I'm and good. And that's Winthrop. That's the university. This was, this was at Charleston Southern now. Charleston so I'm Southern. working on my okay. MBA at Charleston Southern. Okay. And um, just finishing his class, this was like two weeks before graduation, submitted everything to the library. I'm like, done. He was like, hey, I need to come. I need you to come talk to me. And I'm like, okay. So went to see the president again of the university. And he was like, Jermaine, have a seat. Like, so I'm sitting across the desk like we are. And he says, um, I need you to do a special project. I'm like, well, I, I literally just submitted it. It's in the like, library. Actually, I'm, like, I'm done. I'm yeah, done. Do, you, do you want me to bring a copy of that project? And he was like, no. He said, don't don't worry about that. He said, I need you to, to do a project. And I'm like, well, is this extra credit? You know, because my <laughs> mind is still thinking I'm missing something right. in the syllabus. I, I think everything's done. And he says, I want you to create a college from scratch. I'm like, why? And he goes, because you're going to be a college president one day. You need to start thinking like a president. And I'm like, how old were you? 22. That's crazy. <laughs> that is yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's a huge compliment coming from a professor. Yeah. And and the university president at the same time. And I'm sitting there like, okay. And he's like, yeah. He said, you need to get prepared. He said, so I want you to go home. You got two weeks. And I want you to <laughs> write up this college 
Um, and it couldn't just be imaginary. I had to find land. I had to do the uh, the P&L statements. I had to put the marketing plan together. I had to put student affairs and things I didn't even know about a college. Yeah. But I had to build this whole plan and turn it into um, uh, the week prior to graduation, which was May 8th or May 5th that Saturday. And so I'm like, are you serious? He was like, yeah. He said, go do that, turn it in. So I go home and I knocked out this college from scratch and I'm researching, you know, how do you put a college together? And I submitted it to him. I, I got to ask, how much did it cost at that time for a college to be built? I mean, you said you had to budget for it. Like. I don't remember the details. <laughs> I, but the full report, well, I typed 68 pages. You still have that? I still have it in my Yahoo email account. That's very cool. <laughs> from 2008. And so, um, and the, the name of the college, by the way, was Upstate College. Nice. Very yeah. nice. Nice. So uh, anyways, so I go, I print it, I give him a copy, and I'm like, here you go. He's like, thank you. He said, you'll need this in the future. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever, man. Um, <laughs> so, so graduate May, fast forwarding. Uh, that summer I applied to three colleges, two-year colleges, um, USC Sumter, um, East Georgia College, mm-hmm. uh, and then there was a third college that actually merged. I don't know what their new name is now. Um, but East Georgia College offered me a tenure-track position to teach economics right here in Swainsboro, Georgia. Uh, just south of Statesboro. And tenure track, that means you weren't starting with tenure, but you were I, going correct. to be ten- Okay. So I was, and I just turned 23 that August. I was That's starting like August wow. 1. So I'm teaching economics. Um, this is 2008, which is a great time because something called the Great Recession was happening. Yeah, right. There was a lot to talk Lots about in class. Case studies out <laughs> a lot there. of actual case studies <laughs> day by day. I mean, we're actually following the market while I'm teaching. So I actually thoroughly enjoyed um, teaching that time. So I did that for three years. Uh, I'll put in a, a shameless plug that happened in the interview. Um, so the guy that took uh, a chance on me uh, was Dr. David um, um, John Black got his name dr john black he was president okay. of the college and uh you know he was like he said you have no teaching teaching experience he said but you're very very sharp you know your stuff and uh and he asked me he said well what are your you know what are your goals and i said well i want to become you know a dean and eventually become a president like you and he was like cool you know <laughs> so you know he took me under his wing <laughs> and uh he hired me and kind of the rest is history but i told him in the interview i said i'm only going to be here for three years and after three years, I'll become a dean. And the provost at the time, um, Dr. Tim Goodman, he kind of looked at me and he just started laughing. He was like, well, you got to get tenure. Then you got to become an associate professor, a chair. Then you can become a dean. He was like, you cannot become a dean after three years. He said, that, that's, he said, that doesn't, doesn't happen. And I said, no, I'm going to become a dean in three years. But like, but like, where does that, con- you're 23, like you're teaching people that are your age yep. and older, like where does that confidence come from that you feel like you could do that? I already started looking at what the dean requirement was in Georgia, which is you had to have a minimum of three years experience to become a dean to apply for a deanship. But I also saw all of the, the job things, like you had to do assessments and accreditation. And so my mind was the next three years, I'm going to start doing all the things that a dean requires to do. Mm-hmm. And so... I came in with that plan. And again, he kind of laughed initially. And then John Black was like, he's like, I think he's serious. You know, Tim, <laughs> I think he's real serious. Three years, I became a dean. So I got my first dean job at Savannah Tech, um, left the tenure track. And uh, I remember going to Tim to submit my resignation letter. He was like, damn, <laughs> you told me that three years ago to this day, you were going to be a dean. And I was like, and so it, 
But I was, once I really knew what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. I started doing the next person's job up. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people that, you know, if, you're, if your goal is to be whatever, if you're whatever role you're in, start doing the next job. If that, whatever that job requires, because what typically happens, people say you don't have the experience. Well, the only way you can get the experience is you just have to take, you have to take the opportunities. You have to I do did, it for free, yeah, basically. I yeah. basically yeah. did it for free. And um, I just mm-hmm. did stuff and signed up for committee work and just, I just jumped right in and people, by the time I left there, my, so my CV, my resume was one page. By the time I left East Georgia was six pages long. Wow. I had wow. done that much work without asking for extra compensation. So that's the mentality that I tell people to work with. Um, but I got the job at Savannah Tech, became a dean. Um, I always wanted to teach at the university. So Georgia Southern hired me to teach full-time faculty. Okay. At that time, I had finished my second master's and I was working my doctorate. Hmm. Um, and what were you the dean of? Uh, I was dean of adult education at Savannah Tech. Okay. Um, and then Georgia Southern wanted me to come teach management. So I was on a visiting professorship for two years. Okay. Uh, and then also, again, was finishing my doctorate. Um, and then once I finished that for two years, I went to Gwinnett Technical College and I became the dean of the business school and the art design school simultaneously. So I had two schools uh, under my leadership. Um, that was two phenomenal years that we had there. And I remember my boss at the time, who was now a college president, uh, Dr. Victoria Seals, she said, Jermaine, you got to go, you got to go do something. She said, cause I don't have nothing else for you to achieve. She's like, you, you've already maxed <laughs> out what you can do here at, at Gwinnett Tech. And, um, so that's when I started looking for VP jobs and, uh, I got a call from Greenville. Uh, mm-hmm. they knew I was from South Carolina. They were like, Hey, we, we hear you're a high flyer. Um, are you interested? And uniquely, uh, in my mind, Greenville was the Greenville of old. My dad's a, again, he's a general contractor. So, in my head, I'm like, why would I want to move from Atlanta to Greenville? There is mm. nothing in Greenville in my mind because I yeah, had yeah, not yeah. been there yeah. probably in a decade. And when was this? What year this was this? This was 2016. Okay. So, you know, they were calling and calling and like, you need to apply. We really would like you to apply. And so I said, well. You're getting headhunted. So in, I was getting in, headhunted. In like five years, you went from taking a job that wasn't even relevant to your major to being headhunted to be a dean, mm-hmm. to be a vice president. Be a vice president, yeah. And what does a vice president do versus a dean? Like for those of us, maybe me, right, sure. that don't know. I have no clue. Yeah. So <laughs> so you, the, the dean is in charge of an academic unit or school or college. Okay. So, so they, more focused on academics. So, well, specifically that area. So mm-hmm. I was over the business faculty. So all the professors reported to a chair that reported to me. Got it. So, you know, you got the medical college, you got an engineering school, Right. So Dean is specifically just over those group of faculty and staff. The vice president, which is the provost, is over the academic deans. And so gotcha. Greenville hired me to, to be over the deans and economic development. Um, and, I, and that was a great, great job. And again, you know, what happened with that, uh, I, the guy said, well, at least go to Greenville for the weekend. If you don't like it, then I'll leave you alone. But if you love it, would you promise to put your name in the hat? I'm like, yeah, sure. I drive, I drive up and I'm like, holy cow, downtown is like booming. And I call my wife. I'm like, yeah, I think I need to apply for this job. <laughs> you know, like this place is, it had it going on. And so I was fortunate enough to get the job. Uh, and we moved there in 16 and I, I stayed there for four years. Uh, incredible, incredible place. Um, we did a lot there. Three new campuses were open while I was there. And then probably the most significant thing we became the first two-year college to actually offer a four-year degree, uh, which required changing South Carolina law. So, um, wow. you say the first two-year college, like in the country, in South Carolina, in South Carolina, yeah. 
to offer four-year degree. That's crazy. It was crazy and because we had to get the whole state law changed to make that happen. That, that was the fastest-moving fastest bill passed in South Carolina history, 133 days. Wow. House and Senate plus governor's signature. Um, but that took about a year worth of work to make that happen. Sure. So I, I was very, very happy with that. And then um, the, what brought me here to Augusta, things are moving well. Uh, Terry Elam, who was the president of Augusta Tech, was here for about 22 years as president and um, left a, a phenomenal legacy. Mm-hmm. Big shoes to fill. Um, I have family here in Augusta. My wife's from uh, the Millen, Georgia, Emanuel County area. We actually got married in Statesboro. Um, and so I was very familiar with Augusta. My brother-in-law lives in Evans. And so I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. And uh, so I said, yeah, let me put my name in a hat. One one thing that kind of stood out, and I know we're going to talk about Augusta itself, um, Greenville is a manufacturing powerhouse. We don't lose projects. Um, if somebody's looking to move to Greenville, we did not lose projects. They always decided to come to Greenville. We, we recruited like 20 companies in four years. But Greenville was trying to get into cyber. And we would always get cut on the short list. And I'm like, well, where where did they decide to go? And they were saying Augusta. I'm like, Augusta? We're what losing to Augusta? <laughs> what, what's, what's going on in Augusta with cyber, you know? Uh, but I didn't know at the time, but the ecosystem here was just rapidly growing again. This is 2017, 2018, 2019. Yeah, so and, like uh, right yeah, as things were starting Augusta here. was cleaning our clocks. And so I was like, man, I got to find out, you know, what the secret sauce is. Uh, so the job, you know, looking at the economics that were happening here at Fort Gordon, the growth, um, and just the untapped potential of the college, I was like, yeah, I want to be a part of that. And so I've been here ever since, uh, November, 2020. Stick around. We've got a ton more to talk about with Dr. Jermaine Worrell from Augusta Technical College. But first, here's a quick message. Since 2017, Savannah River Brewery has been creating only the finest ales and lagers handcrafted right here in Augusta, Georgia. This brewery is open Monday through Sunday, creating good beer for everyone and everyone for beer. So what that means is they're creating beer for everybody's taste. This is something that y'all need to check out. I've been proud to talk about this every week. They're located on 813 5th Street in Augusta, Georgia. If you're interested in more information on what kind of beers they have on tap in their tap room, you can visit www.savannahriverbrew.com. That's www.savannahriverbrew.com. And if you're interested in hosting an event and using their facility, which I completely recommend as we used it for Augusta Rocks now two years in a row, you can contact them at 706 426-8212 and ask for Jim Christian. That's 706-426-8212. I'm curious, when you were in Charleston, then you went to Atlanta and all these other places, did you ever, did you know of Augusta? Mm -hmm. And of Augusta, what did you know about it? Uh, Mostly like social stuff, you know, like James Brown, um, nothing really related to industry. I knew about the health um, side. Mm -hmm. Uh, My wife has several degrees in healthcare management. So I knew about that side of it. Uh, She actually was born in MCG. So, I mean, I I knew bits and pieces, but I, but I never really like understood what makes this, you know, what makes this place happen Yeah, outside of the masters and the generic yeah. stuff. So you must be very used to telling your story. Cause that was well done. Yeah. That was like 
usually it takes usually a lot we more have questions to, ask the questions to get all that information. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but with that being said, you, you talk about being uh, doing economic development in Greenville. That's not like a traditional university role. Uh, how, how is that something that you've carried into Augusta Tech? Like, what are some things you've learned from economic development? Because that's a very like it's kind of an out there. Uh, thing and and a lot of it happens behind the scenes and people don't really know that it's going on but it also drives the whole community oh it does so georgia north carolina south carolina are all unique they have technical college systems um augusta tech like any other technical college aiken tech etc we were literally developed for economic development Mm. the whole basis of the colleges were based on that. So if you I go, never knew that. So if you go back to the 50s and 60s, Augusta, Savannah, Charleston, Greenville, they were all agrarian societies, right? Everything was agriculture-based. Mm-hmm. As textiles went away, agriculture started going away. Um, the solution to that was to create these tech centers that would then retrain all of the constituents in the community mm-hmm. to be able to do industrial-type work. And so Greenville, as an example, Greenville Tech started in 1962. 10 years later, they attracted Michelin, North America. Mm-hmm. Another 10 years, they attracted BMW. And so the whole purpose of us coming in existence was to be an economic development incentive for a company to move their manufacturing plan, our business, to your region, knowing that the college would do the training of that talent right. so that they can be successful right. for 30, 40 years, which keeps us very, very relevant because when our graduates graduate, all the companies that are here, we're feeding directly into them and we and or we help to recruit them here in the first place. Wow. Okay. And so it's a direct connect to ensure that the, the business community um, has what it's need. And, and again, we can talk more about Georgia Quick Start, um, which is an incentive program. To, and that's free of charge for any company that moves to Georgia. That's what really keeps Georgia the number one place to do business. Uh, they do all the upfront training for a German company or a Japanese company. That's a part of the technical college system. Uh, and then once they're set up, uh, then the technical college, we go and we do additional training for the incumbent workforce. So give you a number. Last year, we engaged about 175 companies in the CSRA going wow. in and training their employees um, in the plants. And that's pretty significant and keeps them uh, globally competitive. Yeah. What, do you know when Augusta Tech was founded? Absolutely. So we were established out of Richmond County School District in 1961. Again, early 60s, Augusta was trying to go from that textile community to more of a tech community. And so the school board said, we have to have some type of post-secondary opportunity for our constituents outside of Augusta College at the time. And so we were literally birthed to graduate welders and machinists and machine tool folks that can help recruit those companies to Augusta. And it's worked tremendously well. Wow. So speaking of Augusta, um, you talk about joining on as the president of Augusta Tech in November of 2020, what, aside from the obvious, which you can mention the obvious too, what are what were the kind of initial challenges that you saw at the university that kind of set your agenda? Um, you know, one of the things that we, we did not do a good job of was really telling our story. Mm. So one of the things that the board asked me to do was put together a comprehensive plan to do a better job uh, telling people what it is we do. Uh, and not just bits and pieces, but comprehensively. Uh, and I think we've done a heck of a job in, in a year and seven months later, really putting the word out, getting the media out so people are not ignorant about who we are and what we possess. Uh, so that was a big one, storytelling. Um, 
you know, capital projects, we have not had a significant capital project for about a decade in terms of new building. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we put an emphasis on that and we'll talk, we can talk more about a few of those cool projects underway right now. Okay. Uh, and then of course, you know, the engagement with the business community, engagement with our students, uh, making sure we have a pretty cool, unique um, college vibe. You know, we don't want our calls just to be just training and students don't get to, you know, have arts and crafts and clubs and orgs. Right. And so really making the college environment uh, fun, quite honestly. Um, so we want them to learn and earn, uh, but also play while they're doing that. So those are really kind of the big three priorities, you know, outside of organizational culture, mm-hmm. um, making sure our employees enjoy what they're doing every day. But I would say at the end of it, we were able to develop a five-year strategic plan that focuses on student success, organizational culture, capital projects, storytelling, and community engagement. And so that's what we're working towards every day. That's pretty much everything you just mentioned. So that makes sense. Well, let's talk about some of those things that you're doing in Georgia and in Augusta, those programs that you were talking about. Yeah, let's start in Augusta. Let's yeah. start with the capital projects. I think that's the easiest to kind of define and then we can go out from there. Sure. So one thing that uh, one thing that I'm big on is being entrepreneurial and doing things now and not talking about them and waiting. Um, traditionally, higher read, what we what we tend to do is we'll put a project out and tell the state, hey, we need money to build X. Mm-hmm. And then we basically wait on the state to give us some funding. Well, you're competing against 22 other, 21 other colleges that also need funding. And so sometimes you put requests in and you may not get it. Sometimes you do. And I told the board, I said, we cannot be waiting for state funding to, to deal with these workforce needs because they're rapidly growing. And so what we decided to do was take an alternative approach. How can we partner with an entity that can help us scale and or how can we use the college's foundation um, to use its money to purchase property or do some type of agreement uh, for us to get the things that we need? And so we laid out a plan called the Innovation and Tech I-20 Corridor Plan. Uh, We have campuses in Burke County, McDuffie County, Columbia, and of course, Richmond. We also jointly uh, co-share the the Georgia Cyber Center with AU. So we have about 450 IT students in second, third floor of the McKnight Hall building. And was that, is that new or like when you became president or was it? It was started in 2018. Okay. And so um, we've really just grown our our capacity there and and our partnership, which has been a phenomenal partnership. Sure. And so those are our physical footprints. But we looked at I-20 because I-20 is one of the major corridors here uh, in the state of Georgia, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. And so what we've decided to do was capital investments that focus on economic development and connections with our K-12 system. So I'm going to start with Thompson for a second. So Thompson McDuffie, probably the furthest west of our campuses, uh, we're building out what we're calling supply chain innovation campus out there. Uh, I think everybody knows supply chains have been disrupted, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, because of COVID-19. But Mm -hmm. I told the board I did not want to just have classroom instruction on supply chains. We can teach theory all day. But what I would rather have is a 50,000 square feet space that when you walk in, it looks like Amazon. Mm -hmm. Nobody's doing that. That's a little different. And so that's what we've been working towards, um, partnering with a few uh, organizations that will eventually put their name on it. But the idea is that we'll be teaching uh, in a fully simulated supply chain a facility that we will have robots. We will have forklifts that are driving themselves, picking up materials. And our students are actually going to be programming those things and learning how supply chains actually work, not only from a theoretical perspective, from a, but from a practitioner-based perspective. 
Amazon being an Appling has been a phenomenal partner uh, working with us on this project. Uh, and so that's a big piece of that new campus. The other big part of that is truck drivers. Uh, we don't have a CDL program. Mm. Uh, and so we're going to be starting one up. We've been working with McDuffie County. Mm. That's a $4 million project. Uh, the county is basically paying for the majority of that, uh, knocking down trees, doing the grading. Uh, and that will be able to allow us to hopefully graduate about 150 drivers a year, which are desperately needed. That's huge. Uh, we're <laughs> looking to double that and put one in Burke County as well. So we, if we can have one in Waynesboro and one in Thompson that gets both sides of the region uh, covered, uh, and so we're working with the folks in Burke on that as well. So supply chain, truck driving, uh, <laughs> very, very important. Uh, so we're putting infrastructure there, and you'll see buildings going up, and you'll see that the pads uh, paved here. Um, the CDR range we're trying to get done by the end of this calendar year. Wow. That's a pretty aggressive um, uh, market. And then and then secondly, the supply chain building is probably two to three years out okay. on that. And you mentioned Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, in the economic development lane, like just – changing gears for a quick second. Sure. Were you guys involved in the Amazon conversation from a pretty much from any standpoint, I, I guess? Yeah, we, we, we are anything economic development. We're at, we're at the table at some point, sometimes early, sometimes later. Mm-hmm. Um, but shout out to, uh, to Robbie Bennett and his team. Uh, we hosted a few things on our actual campus in Grovetown for um, Amazon. Um, and then we're partnering with them on training opportunities for their employees right now as we speak. So they've been a great partner uh, mm-hmm. in terms of helping recruit. So, yes, we've been involved with that project. Um, so talking about Columbia County, great okay. segue. Okay. Uh, as you move down uh, <laughs> I-20 uh, in Grovetown, we're looking to actually build a new campus there eventually um, at in the Grovetown area. Yeah. So it will be a manufa- advanced manufacturing engineering campus. Um, advanced manufacturing is the number one target industry of all five counties that we serve. I mentioned four of them, but I also want to include Lincoln County. Uh, we also serve those residents. Uh, and so we're going to be building a 75,000 square feet manufacturing facility um, right off of I-20 in the Grovetown community. That is going to be huge, not only because we're teaching mechatronics, robotics, pneumatics, hydraulics, IoT, the Internet of Things, additive manufacturing, which is 3D metal printing. You can actually print cars and bicycles right out of a out of a wow. printer, which is pretty cool. Uh, plus your 3D um, regular uh, printing. Uh, all of our engineering technology programs, we offer five of them from architectural engineering, uh, mechanical, electrical, nuclear. of the only nuclear engineering technology program in the CSRA. And all of those engineering programs are ABET accredited, which is the gold standard. So all of that will be uh, it's expanding in Columbia County in a three-story building that's going to be the state-of-the-art, and it's going to be the largest training facility in the state of Georgia for any two-year college. Um, so that's going to be a game changer for us. Uh, that's one of approximately five new buildings that we're going to eventually put out there over the next decade. That's wow. crazy. Um, so, yeah, it's so huge. This is, a, this is a question that that I'm, you know, just comes to mind thinking about I hear two new programs in just logistics, and then I hear supply chain, and then I hear Internet of Things, and, and, then, and then robotics and printing. How in how is this manageable for Augusta Tech? Oh well, it's manageable through partnerships, uh, like you know the property we're looking at partnering with um, Columbia County um, Commission on trying to secure the property. They've been a great person or parties to work with. Uh, the state is obviously going to be building the building itself, um, so that's a twenty-two million dollar project that the state through bonds would pay. So wow. that takes that off of our books. 
Uh, and then, you know, with the equipment, we have partnerships with Fanac, KUKA, ABB, Renishaw, Phillips, PF. Uh, they're just waiting on the building. They're like, what do you need? Here you go. Wow. So there's really not a lot of upfit outside of just the, the building, the infrastructure yeah. itself, because the partners are ready. So you just listed like eight industry partners that are, <laughs> it, it kind of sounds like donating yes. uh, technology to make this possible. Why would they do that? Uh, because they're going to be feeding into their own clients. Um, they're feeding into Textron, into Club Car. They're already here. You know, in Greenville, the model that we use was consignment. So I'll give you an example um, with Haas, another great company. So Haas would say, Jermaine, I'm going to give your college, you know, 10 CNC machines. Mm-hmm. All we ask is that we can have an office in your building mm. and then we can sell and we can maintain all of our manufacturers in the area within a 200 mile radius. That's a no brainer. Absolutely. Give me the equipment, have your office and let's make a deal. So, uh, and again, those folks are ready right now. Yeah. Like they're like, when, when's your building coming up? So, <laughs> uh, and so the maintenance part of it is pretty simplistic from that end. Um, when you got someone like Amazon that's willing to help you with equipment and, and things like that, these folks are dead serious. I mean, they're, they're all about it and they want to see innovation. I think that's the other big part too. They're not interested in just regular classroom, you know, just sit down. They, they want students to be hands-on and engage. And if they're using their products, even better because you're training them on their OEM products. So we've had really no issues getting people to the table there. I mean, they're ready to go right now. So Columbia County project is going to be great, not only for Columbia County, but really the region. So fast forwarding, keep going down the yep. interstate. Yeah, uh, let's talk about healthcare. So, our School of Health Sciences is one of our largest schools. We have about four hundred and fifty students that are actually in a healthcare program. We have twenty three, from you know registered nurse to respiratory to occupational to sonography to rad tech to dental assisting, CNA, LPN, CMA. I mean, go on and on and on. So we graduate. I always tell people, you know, when you walk into uh, Piedmont, which used to be a university, or right. you know, yeah. um, doctors, or if you walk into AU, you're going to probably run into seven or eight Augusta Tech grads before you see that doctor, that MCG, MCG trained doctor, mm-hmm. from the EMT checking, you know, person bringing you there to the person checking you in, the MA person taking your vitals. That's probably an Augusta Tech grad. So I always tell people, just ask them, where did you go to college? You're seeing a lot of our students um, because they typically stay. So one of our challenges is we got 600 plus on a wait list because I don't have room. I literally just didn't have room to put them. And so we've eliminated that problem. Uh, We've partnered with Piedmont Augusta. Uh, Shout out to Jim Davis and the team over there. Those of you probably know it as the old St. Joe Hospital, Mm. uh, Somerville campus for university slash Piedmont. Uh, we signed a LOI agreement with them January 13th of this year that we will be moving into the actual hospital, and that will be our new health science campus. And that's the Somerville location. That's the Somerville wow. location off Wrightsboro Road. So mm-hmm. you uh, don't play. That's the, that's the you old don't Trinity. Just sit around. That's and the do old nothing. Trinity. Yeah. <laughs> so we already got an LOI that's been signed. Um, wow. We're we're doing renovations as we speak. Uh, we're hoping to get those done. Uh, there's the medical office building. If you're familiar with it. So the medical office building is yeah. right there and then the hospital's right there on the same property. Yep. We're gonna be on the first, second floor of the medical office building. That's where a faculty office will be. Classrooms are being um, renovated in that suite. Uh, and then the students walk right into the hospital and do their actual clinical. So we have basically third, fourth uh, wing of that hospital, plus their surge tech areas, um, their operating rooms, all free of charge. And so all of our students will do their clinicals and, and simulations in the actual hospital. 
cool thing is it's an actual hospital. That yeah, is unheard that, of. Yes. Okay, very unheard of. Literally, the only thing we're going to be bringing there is the mannequins because the beds are there. <laughs> the tech, you know, the technology is already there. The nursing stations, it it is legitimately a hospital. And so talking about the best teaching environment you can be in, yeah. you can't simulate that. So once they do their theory, they just walk They next walk door. literally right next door, and they're in the hospital setting. Uh, and so we're actually going to be able to simulate a full hospital. So I can teach my EMTs to bring a patient to emergency. We can check them and run them up. I mean, we can do the whole thing. Uh, wow. Again, that's unheard of, you know. So we're just very, very fortunate uh, to make that deal happen. Uh, that will then free up three buildings on our main campus that we're going to do some expansion work. So, yeah, that's it's been a big, big deal, and it will be significant for this area long term. So we talked about a lot of projects. Can you kind of give us, you mentioned some timelines on a couple of them. Can you kind of mm-hmm. give us the overview of the timeline for, for each of these? Yeah. Just so CDL, we're hoping end of 22 okay. calendar year. This year. Yep, this year. Um, hospital, we should hopefully have a ribbon cutting January of next year. Wow. Um, manufacturing, uh, we're, we're in the phase of getting design money. So we got to get design money about uh, 1.2 million, excuse me, $2.2 million from the state. That will go to the state legislature next January. We hope to get that done by next April. So maybe a two-year um, project. At least a two-year project for that. Um, and the way the state operates with projects like that, design year one, construction year two, mm-hmm. and then they give you equipment and f- uh, furniture year three. So so we're in year one. We're in year one. Got it. Uh, and then let's see. What the, oh, I forgot about the automotive training facility. How can I forget that one? So another <laughs> project um, that you probably heard about if you were watching the Masters at all that yeah. week. Yes. That Wednesday, um, Chairman Ridley made an announcement that they that they, they, they basically they've donated a million dollars to Augusta Tech mm-hmm. in partnership for us to build a a new automotive training facility. Uh, the next day, we also announced that Jim Hudson gave us a million dollars to also support that. We have another gift that we're going to be announcing um, very, very soon here. Uh, but this is a cool project. So in short, we're going to be purchasing an existing facility uh, in the Laney Walker Boulevard area. Uh, and we're going to be basically uh, utilizing it as a simulated car dealership. Um, the space is about 65,000 square feet. So it will be the largest automotive training facility in the state of Georgia. Wow. We're going to be teaching not only just regular automotive technicians, but now electrical vehicle technology. We're getting into diesel, light and heavy. We're getting into auto body repair collision. Uh, and then um, requested from our car dealerships, they wanted courses in um, how to teach service, how to teach sales, how to teach finance, uh, parts departments, some of those other ancillary areas that there's really no training for. So we'll have an associate's degree in the business of automotive technology. Um, and the cool part, again, it will be a simulated dealership. So. You two gentlemen, you can actually bring your car. You drive up. The bay will wait. go up. Our students will check you in. You go into the weight room. They'll work on your car, bring it back out, and give you a service report and tell you what it will cost. That money would then go back in um, into the, the operations of that facility. And it's wow. all done by students. Um, so we're really looking. Very, all, very interesting. Very, and nobody's doing this in the country. Nobody. And that's why Jim Hudson was like, absolutely, yes. How can I be a part of that? So we're doing things that letting our students either actually operate a hospital or actually operate a car dealer or actually operate an Amazon. So we're not just interested in just to sit down in class, take notes, um, you know, regurgitate material. We want you to actually be in the environment that you're going to do when you leave us. And that makes a more seamless graduate. So by the time you walk into 
a car dealership, you've already, you literally already done that. Your yeah. resume is going to be like, yeah, I already done that. Like legitimately, I've, I've done that. I didn't talk about it. I've, here's my projects. Here's what I've shadow. done. You no, did you didn't yeah, shadow. Yeah. No, you was actually running it. You got a CRM system. You had to send reports. You had to send reminders to, you know, clients. And so um, th- those are the projects that would essentially transformative, um, not only for Augusta, but really is, we're leading the nation uh, in how you do tech ed. Uh, and that's the exciting part that we're bringing here to Augusta. And those are just four. I mean, I got a few others, but those are the ones that are like <laughs> right on the table. We're right on the cusp of making happen within the next two or three years. Stay tuned. We'll be right back to the Drop the Disc podcast after this quick message regarding our friend Zach McCabe at All Equal Parts on Instagram. Now, you may know that Zach does different cocktail classes, different spirits classes well on july 30th and these tickets are for sale now you can find the link in his bio at all equal parts on instagram you can find tickets for a rum tasting and charcuterie event that is sure to be killer i've been to zach's events before they're great for a night out with your friends they're great for a date night it's a really great experience even bringing your family is a great time and this is going to be awesome it's going to be five sipping rum charcuterie lots of backgrounds, and even some cocktail demonstrations. It's going to be 7.30 to 9 p.m. on July 30th at Le Chat Noir. Go ahead and get your tickets now. This is going to be an awesome event. And, of course, Zach is Drop the Disc approved. Check him out at All Equal Parts. This is all a lot to take in, to be honest, but in its incredible stuff. It's almost like you ex- what you experienced when you went through college, having to get that experience where people are telling you you need this experience in order to do it. You're already giving. I like, mean, how do I get rid of that? Augusta Tech <laughs> is taking that away. Yes. So then their resume, it starts out at six pages long from Augusta Tech. Um, I'm curious. Um, what is your, obviously there's graduation rate, but what's your mm-hmm. graduate then to get a job rate? I'm yeah. sure y'all track that. Yes, it, sir. Because Dave and I both know when you graduate from a four-year uh, degree, you might not get a job right away. And a lot of it comes down to your experience. Yep. So we're 87% in field. So um, 87% of our graduates get a job for the career that they actually came to the college for. We're 99% overall. Wow. And most of that is in related fields. Mm -hmm. So we do a heck of a job training, but also ensuring you get something in your field of study that you came for. One way that we really ensure that that happens, uh, we have 138 programs at the college, everything from accounting to welding. Every program of study, we have an advisory board from the CSRA that sits on those programs. They meet twice a year. So let's just take accounting as an example. We have about 12 accounting firms CPA firms that sit on that board every fall, October and every March, they meet with my faculty and they tell the faculty, this is what you need to be teaching because this is what I'm looking for. Mm. And so we get direct input on what that curriculum should look like, what textbooks we should be teaching from. Uh, And then more importantly, they're gobbling up the graduates, right? So that CPA firm is like, "Who, who do you have coming out in May? And so it's a direct connect. They pretty much already got a job offer before they even walk out the door just because of the board itself. So if you think about culinary, golf course maintenance, Mm -hmm. um, nursing, all of those programs have advisory boards of just business people from the area. And so they're, they're taking all the graduates immediately. So it's, it's a good problem to have, but we're also weighted. um, My, you know, when I meet my boss, that's one of the top things he's looking for is what are you doing with placement rate? It has to be up there for us. 
and and you talk about um you talk about placement rate i'm wondering about how or if you guys if you guys track retention as far as people staying in the community 95.4 percent stay in the community within a csra within 150 mile radius yeah he knows that answer <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible i mean that is is, incredible is, do you know why that is like is yeah absolutely you know our our students are a little older um their average age at the college is 26. okay so they're much more mature they get families kids spouse when they come to us, they're serious about what they want to do. And they're and they're basically already making a living in Augusta. Um, so when they come to us, they're looking to either move up in their current role mm-hmm. or they're looking to, to make a career change. Mm-hmm. But it still will be happening here because they already have so much responsibility. And so it makes for a great fit for employers because they can pretty much count on that they're not leaving the region. Mm-hmm. Do you have a goal of trying to uh, reach the high schoolers that just graduate to then transition to Augusta Tech and start life earlier? Absolutely. You know, the state of Georgia is really pushing a few things. So let me let me talk about that and in, in holistically. So right now, if you don't remember anything else that I said say today, remember this. The state of Georgia and Augusta Tech, we have about 40 programs that are tuition-free. Mm. Tuition-free that are in high-demand areas. So in other words, the state of Georgia has waived the tuition if you're going into aviation, we have an aviation program, automotive, diesel, nursing, computer programming. So you can get C++, C Sharp, all these programs tuition-free if you're a Georgia resident 18 years of age or older. Um, that's huge. I mean, it, it is game-changing. That's unheard of. It is unheard of. I had never known that. And we're trying to get the word out because there's a lot of folks who may not have the money to go to college or think they don't have you know, the ability. And we're like, you just have to just show up. And if you're 18, now you cannot have a bachelor's degree. So if you already have a bachelor's degree, you're not eligible for mm. this. But this is the Hope Career Grant. But there's, a, like I said, there's about 40 programs um, that are tuition-free right now for anybody uh, that's a resident. And, again, these are in high-demand fields. These are all a year or less program. So we're trying to get you in and out. But they're connected to an industry within the region, and you're going to make very, very good money with basically no debt. And so we're really trying to plug that, which then feeds into – the high school students, um, we're really trying to, again, trying to get more dual enrollment students. Uh, I think one of the the misnomers about dual enrollment is what you can and what you cannot do. So as an example, uh, the state of Georgia still to this day is paying for 30 credit hours. And you all know that's one full year of college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you can do that in high school. You can finish one year of college while you're in high school. You don't have to pay anything. And when I mean anything, You don't pay anything. It's all covered. Tuition, books, fees are all covered while you're in high school. So why not knock out your English, your math, your psychology, your sciences? Just knock it out. Um, So when you go, if you decide to go to a four-year college, you're a sophomore, essentially. Mm -hmm. You don't have to take the ACT. You don't have to take the SAT because you're coming in as a transfer student. Um, And that goes with you anywhere to any university because we're regionally accredited. So that's one big thing you've got to take advantage of. But the second part for some students, as you mentioned, you know, some students decide that they don't want to go on a four-year path. Really, I just want to go right into welding. And so the state of Georgia has provided what's called option B. And option B now is provided for any student who wants to find what they call an alternative path. So what happens after your 10th grade year, let's say you say, you know what, I don't want to take 11th and 12th grade English and math. I don't want to take Shakespeare and pre-cal. I just, I want to do something and get my hands and I want to go to work. So your junior year, you can select what's called option B. And then you start taking technical certifications and a diploma. 
And so you can, we'll say use welding as an example. Uh, that way you come out, you don't go to your high school anymore. You come straight to Augusta Tech, your junior, senior year. You just do nothing but welding. You get a, two certificates and a diploma. You graduate and the state of Georgia will still give you your high school diploma, but you also have your college credentials at the same time. And again, that program is at no charge to you. And we have 20 pathways. You can do it in nursing. You can do it in computer programming. You can do it in aviation, automotive. But that's giving some students an outlet that they didn't have prior. And they're just like, man, I'm bored stiff. I want, I want to, I just want to go to work. I don't want to be studying this. And so that's another opportunity outside of dual. If you're not on the four year track, talk to your counselor or parents about option B and go that track uh, and then still graduate high school. But then you're, you're working um, immediately. So yeah, it's, so there's multiple ways to, to getting at that. Now here's, here's, um, You've talked about, you know, you guys, uh, you have a strong contribution in a lot of fields, especially the medical field. Uh, another university here also has a lot of strong contributions to the medical field. That's Augusta University. What kind of relationship would you say you have with Augusta University? A great one. Uh, I won't steal it. I don't know if Dr. Keogh might have mentioned something that's coming afoot, um, but... He, he he may not have dropped it. So I don't think he did. He I dropped think some he did. hints yeah. that he could not talk about. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo him. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't want to say more. I didn't want to say more than what he said. Well, this comes um, out in about uh, three weeks, so yeah. it might be safe. I don't know if we'll be ready yet, but let me let me <laughs> just plug this. AU is a phenomenal partner. Uh, we work with them on a lot of things. Um, about a year and a half ago, we unveiled the Cyber Pathway. Um, with AU. And I will simply say we have a new partnership uh, that will be transformative in the state of Georgia. Nobody else in Georgia is doing what we're about to do. Um, we, we're, we're working on the logo and the whole branding right now. So we will hopefully drop it in a few weeks. Um, okay. But let me just say this, it will be very transformative uh, for both the Jaguars and the Cougars. We're both cats, which is cool. That is cool, um, cats. cool cats. So you just gotta, you gotta wait. You gotta just wait. CC us you, on that you, press release. Oh my gosh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's gonna be hot, man. Um, but in, and essentially, you know, we have a partnership with Cyber, but the the gist of it is, we're gonna have pathways for students from dual enrollment all the way through Augusta Tech into AU in all of the schools. So the College of Education, College wow. of Business, College of Arts and Humanities, College of Science and Mathematics. So we're gonna be able to keep talent here locally within the CSRA. It, it's a big deal. Big, big deal. I remember when you, uh, when you had started the interview with us, you had mentioned how when you were in Greenville, y'all were uh, keeping businesses that would come to invest in the city and they would never leave. Are you seeing that here in Augusta now? We are. You know, it's, it's, it's picking up. Um, we had a little bit of a lag with COVID, uh, but our you know, development um, prospect folio was going up. I mean, just this week alone, I've already had, we had a meeting this morning with a, a European company that's looking to move to Augusta. Uh, we got another one tomorrow. We've had a Japanese company that's wanting to come here to support uh, Rivion um, as a tier three mm -hmm. supplier. I mean, it's, it's very busy, very, very busy. Uh, and ultimately our ability to land and, and not only land those companies, but also maintain and retain the ones we have, whether it's Starbucks or Solve or mm -hmm. Club Car, is, is all about talent. You know, they're, everybody's hurting for talent. And so our ability to keep people local, but make sure that they have the training that they need, also building pathways for those who want to go from high school to us to AU, making sure that that's available, right? 
uh, and then more importantly, keeping things affordable and short um, in terms of training. If we do those things well, um, the sky's the limit. I mean, because really we're the what, second largest MSA in the state of Georgia. Um, this place is booming. I mean, our, our number of population is just growing rapidly. But we have to, as I tell people, we have to behave as if we are the number one MSA in the state of Georgia. How do, how do we shift the, the philosophical thought on that? Mm-hmm. And, and let's, one last question. This is also about the state of Georgia. And you mentioned the Quick Start program. So we're talking about economic development. Uh, how, how, one, what is it? And two, how has it affected Augusta? Oh, well, Quick Start is the secret sauce. You always hear the governor say this is the number one place to do business. It's literally because of Quick Start and the technical college system in Georgia. And that's no offense to the university system. They're a big part of that as well. What Quick Start does, I'll try to simplest form. So, again, we had a company that came here this morning from a European uh, market. Uh, when they come, they're looking for ease of access to talent. They also need someone to train all of their entry-level workers. So who does that and how much is it going to cost? So if you've got a plant that's coming to Augusta and they need to hire 200, 300 people immediately or over two or three years, who does that upfit? Who who actually helps them with the site? And then once the site is built, who's helping them with the development of curriculum, training folks, retraining? Uh, that's all Quick Start. So Quick Start is an incentive that the state of Georgia offers every new prospect company that comes in along as they're creating new jobs. Um, and they have scalable wages. And so this company, again, this morning is coming. They're, you know, they're looking to bring some very uh, big investments. We're talking in the hundreds of millions of dollars of investments and new employees. So Quickstart will come in and say, all right, you need 80 employees to start up? We will go find them. We will work with WorkSource. You might have heard of WorkSource. Um, but WorkSource will then do the job fairs. Quickstart uh, actually does the training. So they do a train the trainer. They have a project manager that's dedicated to that company. They do all of the training for those new employees that are hired, and then they get those employees to that company day one. And it's basically a promise. We're promising them that we're going to be able to get you 80 employees. You give them a workforce. We're going we're gonna to give you a trained workforce day one when you get started. Uh, and if you're coming from Japan, Ireland, you know, India, that's a big deal because you don't know the area, you don't know the people. Mm-hmm. And so you got a whole entity that's doing all that heavy lifting at no cost. Um, that puts you in a competitive marketplace when you're competing against South Carolina, Virginia, because they got other places they can move. Mm-hmm. But that that's a big expense and burden that you're taking off that company. And they're like, yeah, I want to come to Georgia because you're going to do all that for me for free. Mm-hmm. So it's a big incentive outside of property taxes and all that other stuff. This, this is what they care about the most. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with the drop the disc question and a couple other questions with Dr. Jermaine World from Augusta Technical College. And of course, we've been talking about research with Dr. Jermaine Whirl and development. Let's talk about research and development in another field with our friends at the Augusta Hemp Company. Now, if you want to learn about the research side of cannabis in Georgia, which Augusta Hemp Company is on the leading, on the forefront of, you can find that episode with Dr. Milhouse recorded in 2020 and rebroadcast earlier this year. But Dr. Milhouse is a safe, medically based and HIPAA compliant producer for all your hemp needs in the CSRA from THC, Delta 8, and of course, CBD. He's got you covered in the AUG. Check him out at AugustaHempCompany.com. Okay, let me ask one more question that's totally not related to anything we just talked about. Love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you lived in Greenville. You've lived in a lot of places. 
Um, but Greenville is notable because a lot of people compare Augusta to Greenville. From your experience, and you also actually lived in Charleston, which is mm -hmm. another city that I've heard compared to Augusta, although a couple more years separation. Mm -hmm. um, in your experience, in your opinion, what are some things that these cities did right that you may be seeing Augusta starting to do right, or maybe you see as opportunities for us that we haven't started doing yet? You know, the secret sauce, which is really not a secret, is just boils down to leadership. Um, one thing I said about Greenville, they have, they're very good at sticking with their plans and they don't change. So Greenville would always put together these 10 year comprehensive plans. They don't change them. They, they don't like, oh, you know, we want to do this. We, everybody follows the row. Uh, and then from a community perspective, I always say this, every community, there's a place where you can find the leaders. Mm -hmm. um, Greenville, it used to be the Commerce Club, um, about 7 o'clock, 7.30 in the morning. You can see the mayor there. You can see the CEO of BMW in the room. You can see church leaders, and they literally just met and just have conversations about the community. And they'll be gone by 8 o'clock because people had to go to their offices. But things got done. And so, you know, when they had county commission meetings or city meetings, most of the business was pretty boring because they already worked it out mm. at breakfast. Mm -hmm. So they're like... All in favor? Aye. You know, and people right. are like, you all didn't even talk about this. Yeah, we already <laughs> had that conversation. You know, they worked out all of those problems. So it boils down to leadership, uh, but really sticking, having, I would say, having very aggressive growth plans, um, having a roadmap. We did a lot of city visitations. Uh, Greenville is known as Charlanta um, mm. in the economic development world. But Greenville had the they Greenville wanted to be the next Nashville, so that that's what they're working towards. So you, they have aspirants, and we would always go at least two, three times a year. We go to other communities that we want to that we want to look like, mm -hmm. and Nashville was kind of the one that they kind of settled on to say, how do we get our feel, look, touch like Nashville? Um, and then they start working on it that way. Uh, Augusta, if you don't know, Augusta's aspirin city is actually Birmingham, Alabama. Mm -hmm. I don't know if people said that here publicly. I've but never heard that publicly. Yeah, but because um, I asked that question when I came, I'm like, well, who are you all trying to be when you grow up? You know, because that, that, <laughs> I mean, that I need the it's I'm important a, question. Yeah, I'm, an, yeah. I'm an economist, so that's <laughs> in my mind. Uh, and Birmingham has been what I've heard multiple people here say, um, which is fine. You know, I, I think we're on a Birmingham trajectory, but still, even when you have a, a desired city that you want to be like, you still have to do the things that a desired city is doing, you know, and having a very good plan, sticking with the plan, and then making sure that you have other partners coming to the table to make the plan come to fruition. It's all about leadership. I mean, I, I know that's kind of, you know, cliche, but it's very truthful. Mm -hmm. Leadership makes a significant difference. And a community like Greenville, because of the, the leadership there, people don't mind investing. They get more requests and opportunities people wanting to come they say no more than they say yes because now they can be very particular about we want this in our community or we don't mm -hmm. and so um that's a good spot to be in when people are coming to you and saying i want to be in your downtown They're like nope doesn't fit our doesn't fit our criteria mm -hmm. they have a business um part of downtown they have an arts district they have a business district i mean they're very very succinct that when you go in very very various areas of that area that city you will know what part of town you're in. And the zoning is very specific, um, which you'll see. I mean, so, and those are just best practices. I mean, nothing out of the ordinary. But again, 
there's a cadence to how they lead. There's a cadence to how they plan and they do not go off script, but they get a lot of community support from business industry, from the chambers, from the development authority that really helps. And, and I'll close on, on this piece with this conversation. When I got the Greenville, they, again, advanced manufacturing was their animal, right? So mm-hmm. you got GE, Michelin, Bosch, BMW, mm-hmm. all these big manufacturers. And uh, they said, well, we, we got to have brick and mortar from K-12 all the way to Clemson University. They built an elementary school of engineering, an elementary school of engineering, a middle school of engineering. They just finished the high school of engineering. You can't find that in America today. Wow. Not all three and all built with private industries with the cities and the county's assistance. They're doing the same thing now in healthcare, elementary school of healthcare. And so one of the, one of the best cities I've ever lived in when they're serious about doing something, they're going to fund it. They're going to invest in it, and they stay the course. If they say they're going to build it in 2026, it's coming. Wow. <laughs> you, you, can, you don't have to worry about it. It's coming. They keep their promises. So I think those are just best practices. Augusta has the ability because we have cyber. We have manufacturing. We have healthcare. We, we, ha- we have the river. I mean, we have some cool assets that people will flock to, but it's just putting out an, an inspiring vision, right? People get inspired when you go to Greenville. And people want to make it happen. Um, Augusta has the same ability because all the assets are here. And people are coming here, and and we just have to put that plan in motion with good leadership from the county, the city, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. our delegation, and just let it roll. Um, and this place will be popping. But, I mean, it's it's really just boils down to leadership. I mean, I just can't overemphasize that. It really comes down to people having a, a sustained vision. And whether it's Greenville, I live there, Gwinnett County, largest county in Georgia, great community. I lived in Savannah, um, Pooler. I don't know if you've been to Pooler, yes. yeah, Pooler. but yeah. I was Blown there before up. I was, I was on that board before all that came. I saw it. Before I read the outlets. I saw all <laughs> that before it even got there. And I'm, I'm mad that I didn't buy some property, um, <laughs> but they had same thing. Pooler's like, we will be the entertainment Mecca of the Southeast. That's what they focused on. And mm. that's what they're doing. Right. So it's, it's not difficult. It's just putting a plan in motion, getting people on the same page and just making it happen. You know, before I end this with this last question, I, I want to give you a project. You have two weeks to <laughs> hand it in to me. It's not extra credit because, and you're going to have to build a new city because someday you're going to be the mayor. Oh man, don't do that. <laughs> you heard it here. Well, I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> yes. Uh, Thanks so much for being on the show. Um, We end every episode with this question, the drop the disc question. And I usually state it as uh, if someone were to come up to you and talk negatively about the city of Augusta, what would you say to them? The drop the disc question is presented by Tranner Gray. Here at Tranner Gray Media, we are a full-service, award-winning marketing agency specializing in video production based right here in Augusta. We have experience at both the local and national level, partnering with businesses to bring their message to the forefront. Whether you need video, graphic design, digital or traditional advertising, web work, or creative services, we exist to help you tell your story. I would say be a part of the solution. Um, It's very easy to critique, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, people critique the calls when I first got there. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. I'm like, you're right. I actually agree with you, but we're, we're going to, we're going to fix it. And so I say, be a part of the solution, have cool ideas. Um, Augusta is, 
is a big, big opportunity, especially when you look at other comparable communities. Uh, just thinking where we are. So Aiken, smaller community. They're not growing as fast as this region, not even close. You got to go to Columbia. Columbia has its challenges. So there's not a lot of economic development activity happening in Columbia. Augusta is really poised outside of the Savannah market below us. I mean, you got Statesboro there, but Statesboro is nowhere as, as large as we are. And then you got to go, what, to Conyers, Covington, down 20, mm. before you really run into major right. infrastructure. So in, in short, we're sitting on a gold mine. I, I heard Dr. Tony Robinson say that we don't want to be a city of opportunity or a city of potential. Like, we need to be doing it now. Mm. Um, we've been talking about it for a long time, but let's, let's start let's start making this place known outside of the Masters, making it known outside of James Brown, right? Um, this should be a happening community. So I would tell them to be a part of the solution, whether that's, you know, starting a company or business like you all have done or, you know, being um, on a county commission, whatever those things are, um, let's get the work, you know, because ultimately we, we have the talent to, to turn this place around, quite honestly. It's here. In Augusta, people love this place, and that's half the battle. But just you have to, you just have to get it coordinated. You just got to get people on the same page, get a succinct plan in mind, maybe bring some consultants and whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. But if we get this thing going, this place will be unstoppable. I'm telling you, because I'm a big ED guy. I see what's happening in the region. I mean, basically, you got Charlotte, you got Greenville. Charleston, I'm exiting Columbia. No offense to my Columbia listeners. Um, <laughs> and then Savannah. I mean, outside of that, I mean, this, this is it uh, until you get to Atlanta. So the, the sky is the limit. We just got to get out of our own way. And and this has been this has been really thorough, very professional. You're very prepared. Thank you so much for all of that. By the way, no notes, people. Yeah, no this notes. Is all from None of us head. have anything on the table. <laughs> uh, I'm curious, like, what do you like to do for fun? Uh, eat. <laughs> I need to stop eating. Um, but no, you know, I got two great kids. Uh, I got a 16-month-year-old daughter who is um, keeping me very much entertained. I got a nine-year-old <laughs> son. Got a beautiful wife. I've been married 11 years. Um, so family's important. But I, I'm a big NFL guy. Most of my money goes towards the NFL. My, <laughs> uh, my team is completely irrelevant. The Panthers, our coach doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> David Tepper, fire him. Um, <laughs> just say that on the fire podcast. Fire David Tepper. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We don't have a quarterback. We're just a, we're a quagmire right now. Um, but, yeah, I love I love sports, basketball. I'm a Lakers fan. Our, our team there needs to be restarted you need a good but, uh, team to follow yeah i, I do um, but i like the braves i'm a big braves guy i love golf um so i'm mostly athletics i love to read travel uh actually been traveling a little bit more since COVID. but um very simple simple guy okay thank you thank you so much thank you for coming on yeah no, thanks thank for taking all. the time out of your day to come come hang out with us this has been great awesome. i thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it Thanks for tuning in to the Drop the Disc podcast. And if you are missing the Low Moves Augusta Rocks episode, you will see it first week of August. So stay tuned for that. We've got some great stuff coming for you in July as well. Tons of stuff, busy schedule. So thank you so much for tuning in. Leave a rating or review or just tell a friend if you enjoy the show. And we'll see you next week.